are live. Welcome back to Checkpoint, brought to you by Strictly Casual, your number one show rounding up all hottest news stories of the week and all the relevant topics you need to know about. I'm James Walmer, joined to you today by the spiciest meatball in the gaming industry, Vincent DeSantis. Is it a spicy meatball? Spicy meatball. Thank you so much to our audio listeners. You can find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash casual. Please hit us with a rating on those audio platforms and sub to our YouTube. It helps us out a lot. Don't forget to drop a like, too, on the yeah. YouTube video. Helps us out a ton. Uh, we got a lot else going on on the channel. We got our Batman review that just came out. We got a freeze frame episode coming out later this week. Or maybe it came out earlier this week. I don't know, Vincent. No, it's coming out later. It came out week. earlier. So I guess freeze, freeze frame for this week is out. Yeah. Okay. Go listen to it. It's great. Um, we got a fun clip about Indiana Jones up on the channel right now. It's a good time. Great. Yeah. Go check that out. Mm -hmm. Today on Checkpoint, we're talking about review roundups. We're talking about a little bit of acquisitions. And we're talking about the new Pokemon games that just got revealed along yeah. with some uh, how... The Ukrainian and Russia conflict is impacting the games industry, in which yep. it is. Mm -hmm. That's a yes. Yeah. It's actually so, a cool article. I'm glad I saw it this morning because I would have missed it. Yeah. I know he tweeted about it. I mean, we'll get into it later, but yeah, good yeah. stuff. Vincent, I need to ask you the question. Ask How are you question. doing? What are you playing? James, just like you, I'm pretty tired. I'm, I'm really feeling it right now. Like yeah. yesterday, I really hit like a midweek slump where I couldn't mm -hmm. focus on anything. Like I could not mm -hmm. concentrate on a single thing. Whether that be like a text message that like, like I just couldn't figure out how to send it or like, I don't know, I'm like working and I'm like getting sidetracked so easily. It was just one of those yep. days. Um, yep. But I've been playing a lot of games, dude. I've been playing a lot of games. Oh yeah, you are. Like every moment of free time right now is like, oh, I'm going to work my ass off so I can have a little bit of extra time tonight to play either Elden Ring or Destiny. If the boys are on Destiny, I'm jumping on Destiny. If they're not, it's Elden Ring time, and it's just been awesome. It's been so much Elden bling, fun. Elden Bling, baby. Hmm? Elden Bling. Elden Bling. I'm not blinging yet. No. I'm, I'm looking pretty basic, but actually, we're looking better. Now that I have the gold shield and the gold helmet, I'm feeling a little more baller with a cape, of course. You know? Mm -hmm. What have you been playing? You know what, Ben? I've been playing much. I've only got about six hours in Elden Ring, but yeah. every every little bit of free time, even if I need like a little break from something, I'm yeah. going into Elden Ring. Sure. I'm going in, I'm finding boss to fight. I, I had like an hour yesterday or the day before in mm -hmm. the morning, like when I woke up, that I uh, I went and I beat two bosses, like two of those Dang. like night riders, yeah. you know, the like the dudes on horses that are like yeah. covered and they come out during the night. I went around and I beat two of those guys. Nice. And then and then I called it good for the day. But it's so good. It is so good. I, I'm at the point right now. Um, we're like, I'm totally okay with taking it slow. I'm not like trying to rush anything. I'm just kind of taking it in and doing things as I go, figuring it out. Mm -hmm. But, um, I was streaming it last night and I'm realizing like, people are asking me like, Oh, like what boss are you on now? What boss are you on? That kind of thing. Like there's an expectation that like you're a weekend, like you should be like at boss three or something like that mm -hmm. by now. I'm like, honestly, I just had the first boss done. I'm just kind of like doing my thing, but I'm loving it, dude. It's so cool. It's awesome. I'm glad you're clicking with the souls game. I'm cl I'm clicking with this heavy, heavy, and I know it'll click Very more good. as I learn more about it too. You know? Yeah, I think something that this game does in particular is it just does exploration soul. We've all heard the comparisons between Breath of the Wild, but I yeah. think it fits so well because I think it's just uh, even though I think Breath of the Wild in some ways is maybe a better open world. Hmm. Um, I just I don't know. It's something about the character of it just clicks more with yeah. me. Um, I do think like 
Elden Ring has is so good at that. Oh, like I'm distracted by this thing over here. I'm gonna go check that out. Yeah. Or like, oh, something's going on over here. I want to go, and I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna see what's going on. This damn lobster, dude. I'm walking in the swamps, and I see cool area, and I go over, and this lobster. He goes. He stands up on his like back thing, and he opens up, and he has this jet stream that comes out of his chest. One hits me. Happens twice. Lose all my runes, bro. But it was awesome. It was just a cool moment. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, a lot of cool moments. I remember I was um I was going along, and there's this bridge, and there's this ravine that goes down below, and I was like, oh, like maybe that's somewhere I can go. Maybe it's somewhere I can't go. And so I end up jumping down there and there's a, because there's a cave, I can see there's like a little like bonfire next, yeah. you know, or like a little like kettle or whatever next to a cave entrance. I'm like, oh shit, I want to go down there. So I jump down and it says I got invaded by a dark, like dark finger Nefiri or something like that. Is he a red like, character oh, popping in? Like, yeah, yeah, red okay. character popping in. Yeah, yeah. Red character popping in. He starts, he spawns like hundred feet away. So yeah. he's just running at me. I'm like, oh shit, I got to be ready. Yeah. So I start fighting him and then I hear someone say like, oh, dark spirit Nefiri, like some like <laughs> something, something. This is your like, this is your last straw or something like yeah. that. And this samurai dude comes out of he, he comes out of nowhere, spawns in the game. He's golden yellow. Like a friend? And he like, he's a friend. Oh. Comes out of nowhere, comes in, joins the fight and we team up oh, and we yeah. fight this together and beat him. That's epic. I go into the cave, come back out, go along the ravine even more, and then I find him again, and I have a little conversation with him, and then he gives me something. And oh, then, that's like, sick. It's sort of like until we meet again sort of thing. Yeah, and see, that that goes into the point to me is like, I think, <clears throat> I don't know, I haven't played it long enough to, to do full comparison, but I like this open world more than Breath of the Wild's open world. Hmm. Like, I, it's more... In- not enjoyable like i don't know that's a weird conversation like oh which one's more fun to explore like something like this but i feel like um i'm more interested in looking at places in elden ring because i know there's usually something there whereas breath of the wild Mm. i could search places and i don't really know if something's there like yes Mm. i could be climbing to the top of a mountain to like maybe see something else but like there's no like hidden caves not on the map or like a shack with a character in there to talk to in breath of the wild like in elden ring and so that's where i'm getting a little Mm. more like the dopamine hit comes bro like i go and walk in a shack and there's some guy in a bunch of armor standing there with a sword like what's this guy gonna (laughs) deal? i don't know i don't know i talk to him and he gives me something random and he's like blah 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 and i'm like whoa okay the dude who sells you ashes of war that i did meet that guy yesterday too which i don't know how i missed him after 10 hours of the game in lime grave but whatever um yeah yeah i don't know so we'll see i want to play more of this game and then i can't wait to have that discussion with you like because i have what 60 70 hours in breath of the wild we'll see Mm -hmm. like after i get to that time in this i would love to have that like a full conversation about um like open world exploration and stuff like that and i have two friends who are very deep they're probably like around 40 hours in sure right now and they for them they keep saying this like it only gets better that's like awesome. it's only up from here like it never feels like it is like closing in yeah. or like you know i'm running like i'm running out of things to do or whatever they're like it's just like yeah. it only is up from there which is just the coolest thing to hear when i'm already in this like part of like i'm like oh shit there's so much that yeah. i'm like just reaching the surface and like it is it feels good to have that same uh feeling of like i want to explore like right. i want to go out and i think that's what like deterred me from 
purchasing a game like Horizon Forbidden West mm-hmm. is just and kind of going off of that era of very icon people are using language of like icon heavy yeah. games where your map is filled with a bunch of icons to go explore. Like I don't Elden Ring is a game where you have like no icons. Yeah, on it's the map just the sites of like grace. Yeah. It's just the sites of grace and like the things you already have discovered. Yeah. And so um for me it's like i want to go like i know stuff is out there yeah like you, the game doesn't have to tell me that stuff is out there right because i know stuff is out there and yeah. i get to like figure out what that is totally and i think that's that's a great point to me like i'm not playing horizon for any Sorry. sort of expiration right and i i want to draw the distinction of like these are two like separate yeah. games right. like even i don't want to put world. them in the same category even though they are open world yeah games um but jury's still out for me on on forbidden west i like okay. i'm gonna finish it but right now i'm just so in destiny and elden ring like i'll it'll wait for a little while um right uh, i'm sure destiny will kind of teeter off after a couple more weeks and then i'll jump back in but mm-hmm. um or after the raid or something um but yeah i don't know it's just it's exciting man i'm not planning on buying any more games for a while like these three games right. that i have right now are like so big they're just big games and i just I can't wait to get through them. It's going to be awesome. Except something that makes me want to buy it is our first news story of the week, baby. The review roundup for Gran Turismo 7. James, start us off what GameSpot is saying about Gran Turismo. Alex Goy from GameSpot gives Gran Turismo 7 an 8 out of 10 for review in progress. Saying, quote, Gran Turismo 7 isn't a departure, but rather a newer, shinier Gran Turismo game. Its physics model is accurate, and while the racing music can be formulaic, it's always a giggle. You know the what I'm talking about? Ma- it's the... Yep, the little, like, acid jazz. Uh, yeah, but, and then it's, like, elevator music a little bit. And yeah, it's like a little uh-huh. I, I love it. it. It's so good. I love it. The attempt at humanity is a bit cringe. The lack of up-to-date cars yes. seems like an open goal missed, and game may not have changed drastically, but that's not the worst thing in the world. There are medals to claim, cars to collect, and people on the internet to embarrass around Goodwood. The Ring, Orwell, anywhere really. Oh, I see. These are tracks. Around yeah. Goodwood, The Ring, Orwell, anywhere really. PlayStation petrol heads are in for a good time. And IGN gives it a 9 out of 10 from Luke Riley and says, quote, It does have some significant failings, though including how it continues to cripple its career mode races with dreadfully flawed rolling starts. I've never been a fan of rolling starts in GT games, meaning like you don't don't start by like you stopped. You don't start Uh as a stopped car. You like the car is just rolling and then everybody all of a sudden has control over their cars like as the cars are rolling. So everybody Mm -hmm. starts at like 40 miles per hour or whatever before they start going Mm -hmm. or 60 Mm -hmm. miles per hour or whatever. Um, its car list is no longer as comprehensive as the competition. I'm sure it's speaking about Forza, which has like a bajillion cars in it. Yes. Uh, and it's always online single player mode seems needlessly punitive. Uh, but punitive. All, punitive. Thank you. But all of that is on the periphery of GTA GT7's outstanding driving experiences, which are enhanced by the PS5's gorgeous graphics and intense and flavorful haptic feedback via the DualSense controller. Very cool. So even though it has flaws, Agent still gives it a nine out of ten. <laughs> Those are some big things, but they're like nine out of ten, baby. I need I need to so after these reviews, I have a little bit of beef with review scores sure. as of late. Okay. Um, but I'm gonna read this last yeah. um review first from Polygon. This comes from Ollie Welsh. 
saying, quote, with Gran Turismo 7, Gran Turismo continues to be a glorious anomaly, a game made with different goals and to different standards than any other, a game made in service to a singular individual vision, a game that's all science and engineering on the outside and all history and heart within. That's a well-thought review. It is, like, Polygon's got some great writers. They do. So does everyone else, but Polygon, like, have just have had some stellar lines yeah. from their recent articles. Here's my beef with game reviews as of late. With, within the past week, because we've gotten a lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot a lot of, of new releases, yeah. a lot of reviews. I'm seeing a lot of fives out of fives, a lot of tens out of tens. And then immediately after that, it's followed by a very deep caveat of like, oh, but this game has like a lot of issues, hmm. but it is still a 10 out of game. So my question to you, Vin, yeah. is can a game still be a 10 out of 10 game and have significant flaws? Um, to me, no. That defeats the purpose of the of a perfect game, a 10 out of 10 or a right. 5 out of 5. But I've carried that kind of mindset like for everything. Like when I, I, I mean, I rate movies, right? So I, every movie I watch, I go mm -hmm. and I rate it. I've watched, I've logged like 1,200 movies or whatever. Like 18 of those are 5 out of 5. Like that's a tiny percentage. I'm not throwing out perfect scores willy-nilly and I don't do that for video games either. That's not, that's not, it takes away the weight of saying oh my god this is a 10 out of 10 game this is a perfect mm -hmm. game i want that to mean something right mm -hmm. not that i think these don't mean anything um like i'm sure an eight or a nine it's maybe that's what grand turismo 7 is it's for a specific audience and people that love those things are gonna love this right um elden ring is getting tens across the board nines and tens horizon was getting like anywhere from like eight i mean it got a couple tens but like eight to mm -hmm. ten ish range which is huge like it's these are three good games i have played well i haven't played grand Turismo 7 yet but like i've played elden ring and horizon and i do agree that they're amazing games and i can see how people would give them 10 out of 10 for me games like i'm not ready to put a score on elden ring and i'm only mm -hmm. a third of the way done with horizon where around now i would give it probably an eight or an eight and a half like it's really good but there are flaws that i'm not I don't take I don't take that as like they aren't like throw under the rug flaws. They're like right. key things that don't vibe with me as much as other games do. So I wouldn't give it a ten out of ten. Mm -hmm. That's where I am. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think I would definitely agree with you on every. I think every point that yeah. you make is just like if if ten out of a ten if ten out of ten is a perfect game, then and if you make the argument, then well, no perfect game exists. Like yeah. technically, then no game should get a ten out of ten. Yeah, I, I, and that's kind of where I land. It's like if there's, if the metric scales to a perfect game, right? And maybe it doesn't. Maybe maybe that's a flawed understanding of what a ten out of ten. Mm. But in my book, if a ten out of ten is a perfect game, then it like and so I guess then the question becomes like, what is a perfect game? So what if a game is mechanically like? So I'll take a game like Bloodborne yeah. that I think is. Perfect or even God of War. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'll roll with Bloodborne for the analogy. So uh, Bloodborne is like, I think it's a perfect game. Like mechanically, it works great. Like there's so, like everything just fits well together, the world. Um, and in my, like some people would argue like it fails on the storytelling, but I sure. like the environmental storytelling for my, mm -hmm. so me, that's a pro. Yeah. Um, however, like I'll take one boss fight. The Mikolash boss fight is awful. Like, mm. I hate that boss fight. It does something a little different for the Souls franchise. Yeah. But, like, fundamentally, like, it is annoying and, like, it is not fun. Okay. And so does that, like, 
does that boss fight that's not a good experience mm. detract from a 10 out of 10 score? And I think that goes into the conversation of, well, when somebody rates something as a perfect game, it is usually coming from a reviewer or a review source, and there is some sort of opinion there. There has to be right. opinions in these reviews. Like, if there was a standard to rate all games on, I'm sure the reviews scores around the board would look completely different. But there's like yeah. a game can connect with someone. For instance, right. there's movies that I think are perfect that are just not going to click with other people, and they're perfect to me, right? And so that's mm -hmm. that's where it gets challenging with games and stuff too, because it's not just an experience that you're watching. Or it, I mean, everybody has different experiences with different mediums entirely, right? Like you right. could play a game, I could play a game, I could love it, you could hate it, you could love it, I could hate it, and that's just kind of the nature of the beast. So that's always going to be there when people are rating games, and that's kind of the unpredictable piece of it. So right, right, and and it's important to note too with like reviewers is. That is their opinion, yeah. right? It's mm -hmm. not, and that's not representative of the entire IGN staff. So that's important to why, like, I remember a few years ago, um, you, like, I remember talking with some friends and being like, we we're talking about like Metacritic and like the viability of using Metacritic scores to see how like good a, a game was. And so yeah. it brought up in the conversation, like follow reviewers that you share, you share similar preference to, because yeah. if, like if a reviewer has a good experience with a game that really, really clicks for you, there's a good chance that that will also click for you as well. And that doesn't like, mm -hmm. that doesn't disqualify you from being like an informed, um, you know, an uh, informed consumer of games media that right. um, because you're going to someone you like, that's not confirmation bias. That's just someone with similar tastes. Yeah, exactly. And as a consumer who spends good money, yeah. on their games you deserve to be able to make the most informed purchase possible yeah. from people who have similar opinions to because you don't want like i would be less like i don't want to if someone who really loves real-time strategy strategy games mm -hmm. like i don't necessarily like i wouldn't be as apt to take a recommendation from them for like i don't know elden ring yeah as i would someone who like i know is a big Soulsborne fan like to like tomorrow hussein yeah right and i would you know. be looking for a review of Elden Ring, not from Tamor, since I've never played right. Elden He's coming at it from not the same perspective. I, that's nothing against Tamor. I love Tamor. You know what I mean? It's just like, right. there's people, like specifically, I'm listening for people that maybe jumped in for the first time at Elden Ring, or maybe mm -hmm. did this for Elden Ring. Not that I don't want Tamor's opinion, because I loved hearing Tamor and Andy talk about that, like on Kind of Funny and that kind of stuff, because mm -hmm. that makes me more excited. That they love it, that just kind of fuels my excitement, but I know I need to listen to the people that like it's their first one things like that right but it's a good to have a balance too because you if you only listen to people you agree with you might not ever try something new also mm, also true so Very good point you got to balance that but that's i don't know everybody's got to figure that out for themselves that's true just gotta have like circulate circulate voices yeah circulate and that voices. goes with everything baby amen james next up <laughs> What else? <laughs> Next up. <laughs> Next up, we got Pokemon, Scarlet, and Violet. Everything we know so far earlier this week, um, Game Freak un Unleashed uh, revealed they unleashed Pokemon unleashed. Scarlet and Violet. This was a surprise to me. They just released Pokemon Arceus like way too soon, last baby. Month. Yeah. Yeah. Way too soon. And then we got this. I'm going to read it. This comes from NintendoLife.com saying, unlike spinoff Pokemon Legends Arceus, 
Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet reverts back to the series practice of offering two versions of the base game. That means it's almost inevitable you, that you won't get every Pokemon just using one version. Although it hasn't been confirmed yet, uh, or as yet, it's looking likely that... Wow, this is... I can't read today. <laughs> it's looking likely that the full Pokedex won't be present in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. As highlighted by Cerebi.net, it looks like players will only be able to add specific pocket monsters to these games via the Pokemon Home app. Whack. This suggests that not... What? Whack. Pokemon Home yeah, app. Whack. Yeah, yeah, whack. This suggests not all Pokemon may be coded into the next Nintendo Switch entries. Makes sense. While this news isn't particularly surprising, it may upset some trainers who are hoping to be able to catch them all to complete the National Pokedex. This should follow in the footsteps of Pokemon Sword and Shield, which excluded the complete National Dex. There are now more than 900 pocket monsters on record as of 2022, which means Game Freak is likely to cherry pick certain more certain mon. Wow, that. I know. I hate the way this article. They said is Mon up. and Pocket Monsters. Pocket Monsters <laughs> twice. Oh my god. Uh, more and more from here on out. Producer Junichi Masuda also previously mentioned how more Pokemon games, how, how more Pokemon in games potentially presented issues when it came to battle balance. But let's talk Trainers about that more... real quick. Because like, how they're not going to put nine hundred Pokemon in a single game. That's there's no never way. been the way. That's never no. been the way Pokemon has been. I don't know if there's people actually upset about this or not, but this was a big point of the article. People are like, oh, people aren't going to be able to do the whole Pokedex. Like, they've never been game. able to do the whole Pokedex. <laughs> right. I think what does Pokemon ever. Arceus have? Like two fifty or something like that. I actually don't know how many are in Pokemon Arceus. It's a lot. I, I've caught like seventy of those bad boys. I got a lot to go. A lot to go. It might be more than two fifty. It's a lot. I'm looking it up right now. Okay. There's 242. Okay, so about 250. I feel like that's a insurmountable <laughs> amount. No, <laughs> like, I don't understand yeah. how, what that expectation is to have 900. Right. Um, regardless to say, trainers will once again have the choice of three starter Pokemon. Uh, Sp Sprigatito, uh, who's the grass. Fuococo, <laughs> which is the fire. And Quaxly which is the water. So yeah. you have the, the Spigatito is the cat-like grass. Spragatio. Spragatio. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Italian. The tough part about Pokemon is like, even in the games, there's no characters to actually say the names. So like finding out the pronunciation of this basically just comes from someone who loves Pokemon who thinks they say it right. And then people just kind of go off of it. I don't really know. <laughs> well, most, I remember growing up, it was always the TV show because the Pokemon oh, yeah. would just say their own name. Right. We don't have, we which don't really have perfect. that for Gen 9 yet. I wish we did. I, I <laughs> every day I wish that they would just re replace the, like the weird growls of Pokemon. Yeah. With just them saying their own name. Right. Maybe like they did with Pikachu. Right, we need to return to the basics. Back to the basics. Well, that actually isn't the basics because that was added on when they did the Pokemon anime. It's a, right, back to back to the Pokemon anime basics. Let's back get on to the that Pokemon level, anime man. basics. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so okay, okay. So Pokemon Scarlet and Violet scheduled for a worldwide release on Nintendo Switch in late 2022. This year, this is back to back to back to back to back. This is a lot of Pokemon. This is a lot of Pokemon. It's a lot of fucking Pokemon. This is going to be an open world game, as it says. Uh, and it looks a little more dense than Arceus, but I have a feeling it's going to be more linear than Arceus. I'm, we're mm -hmm. going back to like the gym-based Pokemon, you know, which Arceus right. does, does not have. Um, so I don't know. I'm sure it's going to be like open areas like Sword and Shield, but maybe bigger. 
I don't really know if it'll have the same mechanics that Arceus does. We have no idea on any of that yet. I can't believe that they are releasing another one of these type of games on current hardware. Me neither. Especially really after the performance issues that yeah. we still have with Pokemon Arceus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Nintendo is just choosing to like not it do anything about it. I don't know. It runs fine on my switch but it's not good like i wouldn't it's not like it doesn't look good no uh-uh it doesn't look good but it's fun and that's <laughs> a problem matters. no it's a problem it's not that much of a problem once you play it's not as big of a problem well i i think okay i'll give you an example like yeah. Zelda breath of the wild mm-hmm. right that is a game that i would imagine runs better than pokemon arceus oh, and yeah. looks better even though it does it is like even though it is not like the art style accommodates for the performance sure yeah and pokemon arceus can do similar things Mm -hmm. to make it work but they don't yeah yeah and game it's not like game freak doesn't have resources right game freak has so much money yeah i don't know i don't have the answer to this it's fun i don't think there is an answer it just yeah other than Give us a damn Switch Pro. Before we move on from this clip, James, have you seen these three starter Pokemon? Do you know what they look like? I have. Which one would you go for? Would you go for Weed Cat? Uh, Fococo. What's Fococo? Fire Alligator. Oh, dude. the Chili Pepper? <laughs> so Fococo looks like a Chili Pepper. Quaxley looks like Donald Trump. And Grass Donald looks Duck. like... No, Donald Trump. Have you seen the hair? Have you seen it? It's hilarious. I have seen Someone just like tinted the color to orange, like straight orange, and they're like <laughs> undeniably the same thing. <laughs> I think I would go with Weed Cat. I've never chose a grass starter to start. Okay, here's my question for you. At what evolution is the Weed Cat going to become bipedal? <laughs> Seven. Two. Evolution what? two. No. Evolution two. Okay, evolution two. <laughs> it's always it's what happens. It's gonna be amazing. Um, guys, thank you so much for watching this clip. If you want to see more or the full podcast, you can become a member right here on the channel or go to audio platforms, all that good stuff. Thanks for being here. Make sure to like the video, subscribe. We love you guys. Thank you, thank you. All right, 2608. That's my mental note of when I need to clip that out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next up, Bandcamp is joining Epic Games in this weird as hell pickup that seemingly comes out of nowhere, but I'm sure there's a plan for this. This comes from Bandcamp.com. I'm excited to announce that Bandcamp is joining Epic Games, who you may know as the makers of Fortnite and Unreal Engine, and champions of a fair and open internet. What a way to start this. Champions of a fair and open internet. Bandcamp will keep operating as a standalone marketplace and music community, and I will continue to lead our team. This is coming from the CEO. The products and services you depend on are not going anywhere. We'll continue to build Bandcamp around our artist's first revenue model, where artists net an average of 82% of every sale, which is incredible. Uh, You'll still have the same control over how you offer your music. And while over the years we've heard from other companies who wanted us to join them, we've always felt that doing so would only be exciting if they strongly believed in the mission. And if if they were aligned with our values and not only wanted to see Bandcamp continue, but also wanted to provide the resources to bring a lot more benefits to the artists, labels, and fans who use the site. Epic, for us, takes all those boxes. We share a vision of building the most open, artist-friendly ecosystem in the world, and together we'll be able to create even more opportunities for artists to be compensated fairly for their work. I have a theory on this. 
I think okay. this will go into Epic's type of metaverse dealio. I think that is a big piece of this. I, I know it sounds ridiculous, Whoa. but I really think this is kind of like what they're building towards, right? If they have a music element that they can sell people inside of the metaverse or whatever, that would be gigantic for them. I just still don't understand how it would work, but I think that's what this is. Wow. Okay. Um, I don't know who Bandcamp is. What? Bandcamp's like, dude, they've been around a long time. They've been around like 20 plus years. They're just a place where you upload your music there instead of other places and people can just support it there. You can, like, instead of uploading your album for $10 on iTunes, bands will update, upload their album for $5 on Bandcamp, but they'll get $4.50 from the album. Bandcamp gets 50 cents. Whereas on iTunes, they might get $2 for their $10 album. Like, they can mm -hmm. charge way cheaper. There's a lot more benefits and they have, like, uh, I don't know. It's just a way the artist can make it's more, more money. direct to consumer. Yeah, it's a lot less popular now than it was. I, mm -hmm. I haven't really heard Bandcamp come up a lot, but it was huge years ago. So I don't know. I'm, I know people are still using it, but um, I don't know. I'm actually, I'm interested to hear if artists like currently are still releasing their stuff on Bandcamp, but I mean, big artists don't do it. It's, just, it's all like independent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is odd. I have no idea where this could go. I think it's metaverse stuff. Your guess is as good as mine. That's yeah, that's better be even. Better even. I don't really have anything else from that, but I think I can't just, have anything else. Yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. Elden Ring is the fastest selling Souls game so far. This comes from UK Boxed Charts uh, and GamesIndustry.biz. Previous biggest Souls game launch at boxed retail was 2016's Dark Souls 3, but Elden Ring has beaten that title's boxed launch by 26%. This is before we consider digital sales, and the downloaded games market has accelerated significantly since 2016. Digital sales data arrived later in the week. It is the third biggest retail launch of the year behind Pokemon Legends Arceus and narrowly behind last week's Horizon Forbidden West. 63% of box sales were on PS5, with 17% on Xbox, 17% on PS4, and 3% on PC. Note, PC and Xbox are heavily digital platforms. This is purely for boxed physical sales. I mean, who's buying a boxed physical sale for PC? I guess no if you one. buy a collector's edition, then you might oh, get a code, that's it. but that's it. I can't right. imagine anything else. Mm. The launch of Elden Ring means that last week's number one for Horizon Forbidden West falls to number two. The PlayStation exclusive saw a 79% drop in sales week on week. There was a drop of in available PS5 consoles this week too. Did, Elden Ring has... Did you see the stats that like 80% no. of digital and physical sales... Well, because those numbers came out like today, I guess. But 80% of people playing Elden Ring are playing on a PS4 or PS5. And it's like 15% on Xbox and 5% on PC. That's insane. It just doesn't seem real. That doesn't seem right. Like 5% on PC? I would expect that to be like 30 to 40% then. Hmm. I don't know. That's crazy to me. I feel like PCs are still like a niche market. Like not everyone has a PC, especially yeah. with like think of the system requirements too for Elden Ring. True. Like that game is not well optimized. So even if you do have a PC, you need a, I think the minimum is a GTX 1060. Yeah. Shout out my boy Ashton. Uh, he listens to this, but he bought Elden Ring for his PC, had to update all of his drivers for his computer and everything. Elden Ring still won't open. Like, it literally yeah. won't open. So he had to refund it on Steam. He's like, I yep. guess I'll buy it for my PS4, but yeah, it's tough. That is tough. Uh, Elden Ring has now officially been tweeted about more than any other game this year, and we are only a week into launch. Yeah. 
it's also popping up on my TikTok feed. Good. People showcasing certain builds, being like, this is how you be a shadow yeah. uh, archer in Elden Ring or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, you need this, this, and this. And like, this is how you use it. Yeah. So exciting, baby. So exciting. I love it. Uh, next up, our final big article of the day is the Ukrainian government calls for game companies to cut off Russia during this invasion or during the invasion. Uh, this comes from Arts Technica. Uh, Mikhailo Fedorov, a vice prime minister and minister of digital transformation of Ukraine, has publicly called on, quote, all game development companies to, quote, temporarily block all Russian and Belarusian accounts in response to Russia's ongoing invasion of Ukraine. In a tweet from his verified account, Fedorov also called on esports platforms to temporarily stop the participation of Russian and Belarusian teams and gamers in all international esports events and cancel all international events uh, holding on the territory of Russia and Belarus. These moves, Fedorov suggests, quote, will motivate the citizens of Russia to, to proactively stop the disgraceful military aggression by the Russian government. In 2022, modern technology is perhaps the best answer to the tanks, multiple rocket launchers, and missiles. That's a direct quote from him. Uh, an additional note not directed to at the Xbox and PlayStation Twitter accounts, Fedorov wrote that if you support human values, you should leave the Russian market. In a follow-up tweet, Fedorov also asked Riot Games, EA, Ubisoft, Gameloft, and Wargaming to close your offices in Russia in solidarity with Ukraine. There's no place for an aggressor on the global technological map. Um, and then basically... The updated article from this says that a few studios have heeded the call so far publicly, uh, but the tweet is definitely looking for PlayStation and Xbox and Valve to respond more than anybody else. Mm. They want to shut down the marketplaces in Russia so they can't even buy mm. games and mm. things like that. Right. Uh, but CD Projekt Red has said they are stopping all their sales in Russia, and EA have also said that they're stopping FIFA sales because FIFA is huge in Russia. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if there's... I'm sure there are other game studios that have said things, but these are the two big ones that have come out in the last two days to say that they are doing that. What are your thoughts on all this? Um, also, sorry, I just want to add this on. The Pokemon Company International is making media donation of $200,000 to their partners at Global Giving to promote humanitarian relief uh, through a nonprofit that will efficiently direct the funds to community-led organizations supporting families and children suspected by the U.S. Mm. It's big. It is big. Um, thoughts. Glory to Ukraine, baby. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm. I want more studios to jump on board and to stop Russian sales. Yeah. Again, like it does suck cutting off sales to Russian consumers who like, especially because a lot of Russian people are not in favor of what's going on. Yeah. Um, and it's mainly Putin, but like, you got to do what you got to do to you know to overthrow oppressive governments, baby. Yeah. It's. It's tough, man. I like what is what is the right call? I don't know. This is like I, I guess this is the right call to cut off cut off games and stuff, especially if the um if you're trying to stand with Ukraine and trying to like back Ukraine, this is a big statement to drop your game sales off in Russia. Mm -hmm. You're doing I would say that you're doing it more in support of Ukraine than you're actually doing it to cripple Russia Russia's right technological i would agree it, it's definitely right? for solidarity like when yeah. when city project red released their statement mm -hmm. either this morning or last night um it was very much the language was in solidarity yeah of ukraine i'm gonna pull up that statement though Sounds just good. to be absolutely sure yeah i think it's um, on twitter here it is um 
I'm just going to read it. In light of the Russian military invasion in our neighboring Ukraine, uh, until further notice, the CD Project Red Gr or CD Project Group has made the decision to halt all sales of our games to Russia and Belarus. Today, we are be we begin working with our partners to suspend digital sales and cease physical stock deliveries of CD Project Group products, as well as all games distributed on the GOG platform to the territory ter the territories of Russia and Belarus. The entire CD Project Group stands firm with the people of Ukraine. While we are not a political entity capable of directly influencing state matters and don't aspire to be one, we do believe that commercial entities, when united, have the power to inspire global change in the hearts and minds of ordinary people. We know the players in Russia and Belarus, individuals who have nothing to do with the invasion of Ukraine, will be impacted by this decision. But with this action, we wish to further galvanize the global community to speak out, uh, what, speak out about what is going on in the heart of Europe. To our brothers and sisters fighting for their home country, stay strong. Yeah, and then they say, I think it. I think they say what translates to "Glory to Ukraine" at yeah. the bottom. Definitely in solidarity. Definitely in solidarity. Crazy times. That's the James. point of this. It's all solidarity. Here, it's strictly casual. We stand in solidarity with Russia. Not that like we can do anything. No, we don't stand in solidarity with, with Russia. Oh, I'm so sorry. I said the exact <laughs> wrong thing. This is always what happens to me, Vin. Do you know what's going like, to happen no, now? No, we do not. We do not do that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Put that out. You're canceled, James. You're done. I'm canceled. I'm going to get so canceled. It's I'm over so for sorry. You. Oh, my. Just kidding. No. Which is why I now have to explicitly say to counteract that, that we stand in solidarity with Ukraine. So that if anyone clips out, we stand in solidarity with Russia. We can't that, like, that, we, that we have That we can clip out that other thing and yes. have it as direct evidence against it. Thank you. Thank um, you. Now that I, my confidence is crippled, <laughs> no, um, we're going to move on to RFS stories without a story. These are the best stories of the week. Our favorite part of the show. Starting off, Game Pass March drops. We got Flight Simulator. We got FAR. What's that subtitle? Change Tides. Changing Tides. Change Tides. We got Kentucky Route Zero, Guardians of the Galaxy, Young Souls. Is that what that says? Young yeah. Souls. Uh, Lightning, Final Fantasy Thirteen Lightning Returns, Owen Simulator. And that's it. Yeah, I'm bummed lawn mowing simulators not coming to PC because I would definitely play that. Um, that's a perfect stream game. Perfect stream game. Um, much more chill than Elden Ring. Uh, but Guardians coming is a big one. And Kentucky, Rides, Kentucky Route Zero is also a big one. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I think I need to cancel my Game Pass. I'm not playing it. I'm not playing it right now. And it's still tank taking the money out. I'll, I canceled mine. I'll get it back when I... Um, decide to play halo infinite's campaign eventually um but that's that's it you know yeah because i'll play that in a month for ten dollars i don't really want to spend 60 bucks on buying that on steam but yeah right. i'm not playing it so there it is out. uh and guardians of the galaxy i bought on sale on playstation which had really good dual sense also you're missing out on the dual sense cool. if you play it on on xbox wow but this is cool. Actually, play Guardians. It's a great game. If anybody is out there with Game Pass, it's coming to cloud, console, and PC. So wherever you are, it's there. Uh, Resident Evil 2, 3, and 7 are coming to PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S with visual enhancements later this year for free. No additional cost. Cool. Mm -hmm. I picked the wrong time to play Resident Evil 7. Are you, did you finish Should've it? Waited. I didn't finish it. But I can still up, go back and finish it. Yeah, you just upgrade from the PS4 yeah. to PS5 and you're good to go. Yep. That's even better. You see the Cuphead. difference. True, you're right. Mm -hmm. The Cuphead show on Netflix already renewed for a season two. This has happened a lot. A lot of shows are getting renewed for before season starts. This one's it started. Cuphead show started. It's out. The whole oh, thing. Oh, for real? Yeah, and it's like oh. short. They're like twelve minute episodes, thirteen minute episodes. Um, I kind of want to give it a shot, but it's definitely geared towards kids. You know, it's a kid show. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and then we already talked about the uh, EA Sports and CD Projekt. So, so yep. that's our that's baby. A little bit of a shorter episode today, but it was a little bit of a slower news peak, but we, we really beefed it out with the Elden Ring talk today. That was great. We did. We had to. We haven't talked about it at all. I know. I, I feel like we have a lot more to talk about with it eventually. But Oh, we will. Yeah, we will. And I'm sure we'll talk about it next week when they have a little more hours on it as well. Oh, we will. Because that's all I'm going to be playing for the next two months. Good. I'm glad. Because Spring break is next week. That's all I'm going to be playing. Oh, my gosh. You're crazy. I love it. I love it. What else am I going to do? I don't know. All of Elden Ring. You got to have it all done. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I want it all done in a week. You could, do, you could build your Gundam and do Elden Ring next week. That's going to be a great gonna week. I started my Ava. Dude, I saw. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. It's exciting mm-hmm. stuff. Um, Guys, if you're not, again, thank you so much. Oh, if you're not subscribed, it would mean a lot. Thank you guys for watching episode 102. And we're still cooking, baby. We're still going. 102 episodes into this bad boy. Uh, we appreciate you guys' support a bunch. Um, and then we got a lot of cool stuff coming to the channel. I think Ryder's working on a Marvel Theories video if you're into that sort of thing. And uh, maybe James is working on a Wolf Among Us video. Who knows? Maybe. The jury's still I don't out. have the capacity to write that out right now, but it's in, it's flowing around in the back of my mind. Yeah, jury's out, baby. Just keep pushing it. Just, jury's out. If you just fill the comments with, James, we need your Wolf Among Us video, then that'd mm-hmm. be awesome. <laughs> Anything final to say before we wrap this baby up? Just thank you so much. Glory to Ukraine, baby. And here we go. Let's roll that outro.